to Sister Rewind, episode two. Episode two. Yeah, this is Laura, the younger sister. Younger, taller, you know. That's about it. (laughs) Um, I'm drinking a McManus, I think that's how you say it, Pinot Noir, my from my under fifteen dollar liquor store run today. Your budget, your budget wine. My budget wine. Yeah. Well, and I'm Jess, the older, shorter, bigger busted sister. (laughs) And I am drinking water because I have had a tension stress headache all day. Oh no. That's fun. I know. We went to the liquor store today, like I said, and we got there and then two people went in that didn't have masks on. And I was like, nope, we're sitting in the car. Even though it says a sign on the door, have a mask. Yeah. Face cover. Nope, we'll yeah. wait until they come out and I'm not going in there until. No one told them they can't come in without a mask. No, it's like a really small liquor store. So I feel like the guy probably doesn't want to bring it up. I guess. I saw a an almost altercation at Whole Foods because in Michigan, there's a mask mandate. Well, right, yeah. This woman was going into Whole Foods and there was an employee sitting outside checking and she was like, ma'am, do you have your mask? And she was like this petite little lady, but she had quite the attitude. And she was like, yeah. And the the employee was like, okay, well, could you please put it on? She's like, I will when I get inside. People are crazy. It's driving me nuts. It was I know, I'm, like, afraid to go to Costco solely because that's where, I feel like, all of the videos are of people, like, losing mind over masks. That's true. That's true. People get crazy at Costco regardless. True. All right, so let's jump right into our episode recap. Perfect. Yeah, so today we're covering the one with the East German laundry detergent. That's kind of a mouthful, this title. It is. And side note about that it's called East German. Yeah. You know, it was in the nine, the early 90s. The wall had come down. So why is it East Very German? Very specific. So yeah, it's something I would never think about. I yeah. <laughs> you know, lived in Germany for three years. You have that uh, that background. So you're helping That's right. round me out. I wouldn't have thought of it. So <laughs> Season one, episode five of Friends. This aired... Yeah, October 20th, 1994. 94. Yep, I was three. Yeah, I was five. So, no, six. Yeah, still three years old the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the younger sister, better at math. Fair enough. (laughs) Yeah, so let's do a quick little recap of this episode five. So, the real central story here, I think, is with Ross and Rachel, and they end up alone going to the laundromat to do laundry and for Rachel this is the big deal it's not just going to laundry this is her first time ever doing laundry on her own and she doesn't know how to do it so she's nervous she needs Ross to help explain it and what's the quote that she says she says she said well this is after they get started like he um she's starting to just throw all of her laundry in one machine and he Ross is like whoa 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 what are you doing and she's like what in my do I just need one machine for pants and one machine for shirts so she just she really doesn't know how to do laundry at all and this is after a woman at the laundromat moves her basket Rachel puts her basket over the washing machine goes to get 
quarters, I guess, yeah. or tokens to make the machine work. And a woman moves it and starts putting her machine, her right. clothes in the she machine. The rules are no studs, no save. No studs, Then Ross save. comes in, hero Ross at the lawn and says, you know that's not the rule. The, her basket's on top. That's it. But so Rachel's already flustered. She already doesn't know what she's doing. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, you know, obviously put big, fair importance on this and says, you know, if I can't do laundry by myself, how am I going to, how am I going to make it work? How am I going to be independent? Yeah. Are you probably. Yeah, well, what does she say? She says, as they're waiting for her wash to be done, she says, if I can do my own laundry, there isn't anything I can't do. I took a yeah. pessimistic turn on that quote. <laughs> but yeah, and then lo and behold, a mistake she can't find a mistake with a red sock was left in with the whites and everything turned pink. So obviously she's feeling, you know feeling like she is a failure, feeling like she made a mistake to go out on her own and leave her parents money. And it's not just one laundry load messed up. It's like, you know, a big, big life for her. Yeah. Right. But, um, you know, just a learning curve. It's just a learning curve. So they move on later into the laundry fiasco and they're going into the dryer. So they have a cart, this cart that's on wheels and Mm -hmm. The same woman, this woman in this weird hat. You, I don't know what she. No, what was she? No, I. I mean, she's owning it. She looked like she was in a Paula ad. Oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> 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 Maybe the next round they pulled her in. Yeah, Maybe. Um, she tries to steal this cart though from Rachel, and Rachel you know, had it at this point. She's frustrated, and she's finally sticks up for herself and puts her little butt in there, and she really sticks up for herself and you know stakes her claim and really triumphant mm-hmm. moment for her that she finally was able to you know have this independence have this confidence and Ross was really there to help her along the way and I feel like he was really supportive in this episode for her and um and I like that I, I liked that part mm-hmm. the beginning of their relationship you're seeing it come yeah. together yeah and she wins the card you know, she's like, thank you, thank you, thank you. Ross, I couldn't have done this without you. And kisses him. And then Ross kind of has some really great physical comedy. And it's like, oh, okay, so dryer. <laughs> and then he turns and, like, hits his head on a dryer, dryer door that's open, which still makes me laugh, even though I've seen it a hundred times. Like, oh, you know, he was the nerd in high school. You find a by this popular girl you liked, and then you immediately do that. And you're like, come right. on, Ross. Yes. Bless him. It was cute. I really liked that he was there to really help push her and support her. But then on the flip side of the episode, pretty much everybody else is breaking up instead of starting new. So Chandler and Phoebe, they're all at the coffee house and they're both talking about how they want to break up with the people that they're seeing, which in Chandler's case. So we already get the intro to Janice season one. I do like episode five. Janice. So they both decide they're going to break up with Janice. And I think it's like Tony for Phoebe. Some that you don't see again. But yeah. And Chandler's very apprehensive about this. He's like, breaking up's too hard. I'm not good at it. He's super worried about it. And he had every right to be because Janice comes in, sits down at the coffee house, and she's, oh my gosh, I had such a long day. It was so hard. And so then I went shopping. Here I bought you some Bullwinkle socks. So she's super thoughtful because he already has whoever the other Bullwinkle character is. Rocky. Rocky. Rocky and Bullwinkle. 
right? Is Rocky the squirrel? Yeah, yeah. No. Rocky's the squirrel yeah. and Bullwinkle the moose. Yeah, okay. I yeah. didn't want to. Moose and squirrel. Oh, yeah, there you go. But, you know, he's trying to prep to, um, that's my dog, but, you know, quarantine, work from home life, the dogs are going to bark, we're going to move past it. Yep. Uh, that's yep. life. Sit down and Chandler's trying to break up with her and she has this like thoughtful little gift, had a rough day. So it immediately has a downward spiral for him and he ends up drinking, I think, like 12 espressos and yeah. it's just bouncing off the walls, ends up like hitting her in the eyeball. And just not- <laughs> Meanwhile, you see in the background, Phoebe having a short, quick conversation with Tony. It's obviously an amicable breakup. It's totally fine. And Chandler's just crashing and burning with Jada. <laughs> so Phoebe has to step in and she takes care of it. She tells Janice what's what's happening. Clearly you don't hear it, but you assume it's just a very thoughtful, womanly, like nurturing kind of way of saying it. They end up hugging and Janice just leaves. Chandler yeah. failed, but it ended up being a success because of Phoebe. <laughs> of course. And then see the last storyline I guess is really with Joey and Monica. So we're all in twos here. Ross and Rachel were together the whole episode. Phoebe and Chandler were together most of the episode. And Monica and Joey. So Joey sees his ex come into the coffee house and she's looking really good. And he's like, oh, maybe I should try to get with her again. And she says that she's seeing somebody. So Joey suggests, oh, yeah, I'm seeing somebody too. Let's go on a double date. When in reality, he wants to go and win this girl back, basically, because she's looking so good. So he lures Monica into this scheme by saying that he's setting Monica up with this other guy right her brother yeah she so Monica thinks she's going meeting this girl's brother right they're going on a double date and they get there at this restaurant and they are not great behavior yeah (laughs) definitely not what a normal brother and sister would be doing so the jig is up but Monica likes this guy (laughs) she thinks he's cute so so they end up kind of breaking up this couple and each starting to date the other person. Mm-hmm. So a breakup and a new beginning, I guess, for that storyline, huh? <laughs> I guess. Kind of, so, yeah. Circle. yeah, so that's kind of the recap. And the episode ends with everybody obviously back at the coffee house. Obviously. Spend all of their time. And Chandler's happy. He's running around outside that he's finally free. I'm yeah. free. I'm everyone's, free. Everyone's happy at the end. Um, everything buttons itself up within 23 minutes. Yes, as it does in real life. As it does. does. But there's no more like, oh, you broke up with him or her. Yep. And then that's it. There's no fallout, no drama, no nothing. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. But I think the biggest theme, though, for us was the takeaway was really Rachel in this episode that she was really staking her claim for independence. She was sticking up for herself. She was really, you know, doing something small like laundry but for her it was this is my step one of actually you know having independence from my parents and living on my own and being on my own right doing laundry for the first time as like a 24 year old yeah what college yeah. she just went home i guess and her mom or her maid did it yeah that's a good question or wasn't she in the sorority house maybe like they had their house mom doing their laundry okay. you know and also for me i don't know in atlanta like pretty Every apartment I've ever had has had a laundry in the unit. 
that was one of my questions. Like at the beginning of the episode, Ross claims, oh, I'm doing laundry too. And Rachel's like, don't you have laundry in your building? And that made me think like, oh, what were your apartment must have? Oh, yeah. So like I had my first apartment in Chicago. I didn't have laundry in my unit. I had laundry in the building you though. You still had to pay for it with quarters. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, that was interesting. And I've been that person who like, oh, it's Friday night. I'll do laundry yeah. because no one else is doing laundry. Yeah, I've been lucky enough. Here, but it's just like very common. You know, we were talking about last episode that in Chicago, you had to pay also for a parking space. Pay. You pay True. Everywhere yeah. I've in Atlanta, as long as you're not, because I haven't been in like the main city, but like just outside of it, you've had, I mean, parking's included. You have laundry in your unit and all of that good stuff. So I've been spoiled. That was the only time my apartments since have in unit laundry but my uh, my apartment in germany did not it was within the house like basically i lived in a house that was then converted to three apartments and so in the basement of the house were like individual washer dryers they were just in a shared laundry right it's because you you had to pay for your water and electricity so it had to be like tied to your apartment oh, that's interesting so yeah interesting it's one of those but... things of new york so that i'm like i don't think i could hang with that yeah yeah but probably that's both what... definitely had experiences like rachel though like something that seems small but you look back at it and you're like that's one of the first times that i like stood up for myself or that i you know yeah felt like i was independent or yeah i'm trying to think some of the first the first thing that popped into my head when we were talking about this was this time and it was right after college I was buying a car and I had done like all this research and I was thinking I'm gonna go and I'm gonna get this Subaru like Impreza I think that's what I was gonna get yeah and it's like they're sitting yeah 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 but like I was proud of myself I did the research like the guy gave me um this quote and I said okay well I need to think about it whatever and then like two days later he called me and he was like we actually just got a discount on the car whatever and it was a week night yeah. I was like all right well I'll come down and then we started like doing all these calculations and they started throwing on all these fees and I was like I this is not the offer that I was told over the phone so I'm not going to take it and I started to leave and then the sales guy that I was working with asked me to give him a ride somewhere else. Like, I don't remember if it was, like, to a train station or what. But I was like, no. I bet Rachel giving him a ride. But, you know, maybe that's not, like, something, like, I overcame or, like, I stood up for myself, but I was, like, one of those moments where, like, I listened to that little voice that oversets. And I did end up calling the owner of the dealership and said, like, this happened, and it made me very uncomfortable, and I just want you to know that one of your employees did that. And he got back very apologetic. He did not offer me a free car, which I was kind of expecting. Right. That but... would have been a big win. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been a big win. That was, that's one. I don't know, what, what's one of I yours? Know, I have small things. earlier examples of it. Like, I'm sure yeah. that I've always done things that grew my independence earlier, but I think for me, right. what was a very similar situation to Rachel's why I thought of it was the, after my first apartment in Atlanta and I moved out and I had just, I got my dog there who she was like one years old. So she wasn't, 
she was potty trained, but you know, it took some time to retrain yeah. her and acclimate her. So sometimes she had accents, but I would clean them up with, you know, results. <laughs> you know, you have those yes. talents out of control. And then I moved out and this was an apartment. It was a company that has apartment complexes kind of all over Atlanta. And they're known for being maybe a little bit scammy. They're going to take you for the can. So they came back and said, like, we need to pay for replacing all of the carpet in the apartment, which was a one bedroom, but it was like had a big family room area. Just there was some square footage. Yeah. You need to pay. Yeah. Like, oh, I forget how much it was, but they were trying to even pay a lot of money basically to replace all this carpet when in reality, like, they, I think they replaced, like, every couple of years, and, like, they were at that point anyway, they were going to replace it. Like, there was just a bunch of stuff that it was, like, I could replace the carpet for cheaper than that, and you own right. 10 apartment complexes in Atlanta. Like, you did way better here. Like, I'm not paying that, and it was the first time, I think, that I really, by myself, I didn't, like, call mom and dad and ask for advice. Like, I right. you just handled immediately it. was, like, no, and was able to negotiated right. a little bit. I still had to pay, so I think I had to write like a six hundred dollar check or something. But it was because like, they were trying to get a lot of money out of me, and I was like, absolutely not. Is this happening? Yeah. But I feel like me yeah. like most of the time, and even now, I like will call you or call mom and dad and ask for advice. And that's I don't <laughs> like that kind of negotiation or stuff like that. Confrontation. That kind of confrontation I don't like. So that yeah. I, I do look back and I'm like, you know. Right away, I was pretty stern, and and I'm proud of that, I guess. Yeah. 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 You should be. Yeah. I know there are a lot of examples, but why now we're talking about it, and I'm like... Like, so, like, oh. broadly, I guess, broadly, which we'll connect here, would be, like, yeah. when I went to Belgium to study abroad for the whole semester, and for me, that was all mm-hmm. similarly that it was, like, if I can make it through this then I, mm-hmm. I remember like I was in an apartment with nine I think other eight other Belgian kids like not Americans not anybody that I knew and so like, I remember being in my room by myself sometimes and being like you know like, a little lonely a little homesick thinking, yeah yeah if I can make it through this then like I will be good yeah I have thought that so much the last five months <laughs> of like quarantine like if we can get through this hour this day this week and even just like now since being a mom like it's a daily struggle like you just gotta make it through to nap time and <laughs> exactly exactly but I also had a similar thing with studying abroad when I went to study abroad and I was flying by myself, you know, the longest whatever fly from Cincinnati to Rome. I studied in Rome and my flight was just canceled. It was like a mechanical thing. So like I had to go out and stand in the sun and like wait. Something. We ordered some food. So the doorbell just rang. Oh. <laughs> okay. Nice. Pause. Yeah, so I was studying abroad, going to study abroad to Rome, and my flight was just canceled for no Like, you were already at the airport, you were already there. Yeah, I was at the airport, I was already through security, waiting at the gate. It was one of those, like, oh, it's delayed 45 minutes, oh, it's delayed an hour, and then it's like, oh, sorry, we're going to cancel your flight. So then everybody is running to 
you know, get in line to get a read. Seven, eight. Two thousand eight. So it wasn't like it was on now. You just like get on the app and. Right. There was no like kiosk bank you could go to. You had to like stand in line and talk to somebody. And I, I was on the phone with mom and dad, and they were like going to try to help me. And it was like I'm doing what they told me to do. And then I got on. I think I was flying United, and it was a direct flight. And they were like, not Delta. There's your problem. Yeah, yeah. But they were like, "Oh, we can get you out in like two days or something." And I was like, "Um, "No, I have to get there today because I'm studying abroad, and they're picking me up. Like, I have to get there today." And so they had to put me on a Delta flight, but it was in like six hours. And so I had to just sit at the airport for six hours. Yet, so you couldn't. And I wasn't twenty-one yet. I think I went to like a Chili's. Get some of that queso. Mm-hmm. Well, queso before like a nine-hour flight is probably not a good idea. Yeah, you don't want the appetizer platter, I guess. No, no. But I can remember to even grandma calling me and being like, "I'm so proud of the way you handled this." And I remember being like. Well, what am I supposed to yeah. do? Like, I'm not going to get mad. Like, I mean, I other people to... probably would have just left the airport and be like, I'm not going. Yeah, well, I was going. Okay, but they I would was... have just, like, kind of given up. So I, that's a big one. Is that's that a big, big one? one? Yeah, I don't think I would, I would struggle now with that. Maybe not now, but, like, five years ago, I probably would have had a hard time. Yeah, I don't know. I know. I guess maybe I was just, like, this rose-colored glasses 19-year-old. Just, like, oh, you I'm just going to. very mature like you can be like you know firm I don't know what word is firm and that you're gonna get it done you know well and it's I I try to always look at a problem positively or like I'm gonna glasses half full not half empty so it's like well they're paying for me to get on this other flight but I think I had to go then I had to go to Amsterdam oh that's a nice airport though it was a nice airport but I'm jet lagged and I didn't know, like, I didn't have a boarding pass. Like, you had to go to this, like, area of for connecting flights to get your thing. And I didn't know what to do. And I was just like, all right, I'm just going to go to the gate. You know, I could see on the board. Yeah. Oh, my God, this. So I just walked up there. And I just told the flight attendant. I was like, I, my flight got all messed up. I don't know what to do. I don't have my boarding pass. Like, this is my old boarding pass or whatever. I don't remember exactly what the story was. And she like hand wrote on my seat. Oh my gosh. And I can remember sitting at that airport, like at that gate of Amsterdam and you know, you're hearing all these languages, which looking back is really cool. But I, it was like, so it was like, Oh, I'm not in Kansas anymore. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, Oh, this is happening. And then I looked, I'm boarding the plane and I looked on it and it looked like, my seat was GG. And I'm like, what? Because the way a a European writes a nine, like the bottom is curled. Like under more. Like down to the right. left. Yeah. Yep. So I had to like add- seven, seven or something because the ones can look like sevens. Oh, yeah. Nope. And I walked up and I asked the flight attendant, I was like, what is right. this? And she yeah, and she was like, "Oh, that would be nine G." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." That's so funny. No, that's. I think that's sounds that's like a big one, bigger challenge than I've ever had in twenty nine years traveling. And you had that ten years, you know, like, earlier. Like that's. Sick. Yeah, nineteen, and that's why you could handle flying to Germany with the 
or back from Germany with a dog and a newborn. Yeah. And I flew to Germany with a dog by myself. I know. Yeah, I don't know how you do that. I just not. I think, you know, here's a life lesson from me to oh, you. Great. It's all in your attitude, your perspective of any situation. Like, all right, I if I want to get to Germany or if I want to get to Rome, this is what I have to do. If I want to get home, this yeah. is what I yeah, have I, to do. It's in always situations. That's exactly how I would handle it. And I think like, I yeah. might like have one breakdown, but I would be okay. Well, but, you know, okay. you think about it, you're like, I don't know if I could do that. And with, with, yeah. and with Rachel, too, she was saying, like, once she made the mistake, it was like, I can't do it. Like, kind of, like, throwing in the red sock or the towel. She quickly <laughs> turned it around and got it together. And I feel like that's how, yeah. especially that's as, as an adult, because even at 19, technically, you know, that's an adult. When you dealt with that, like, that's when you kind of learn that you just have to buck up and take yep. control. And, yeah, like you said, have a positive attitude and... And yeah, shit happens. Yeah. Your whites turn pink sometimes. I mean, not for either of us I, ever, but. <laughs> I hate laundry. I do shrink things for sure. Do you? Not I don't put a lot in the dry. Like I said, you don't a little, little bit, but not like as strictly as I probably should. So. Mm. I did a lot in Germany because the washing machines are so small. Oh, yeah. So, like, I would separate my, out my jeans, but there was a cycle on the washer oh, for weird. jeans. See, I don't wash my jeans, so. <laughs> Ever. If I smell, you know why. <laughs> are there any other, like, little tidbits from this episode that made you, like, think of a question or a life? A life thing. Yeah, I do feel like the breakups thing was obviously such a huge part of this episode. And, like, it's just, like, pulling off a Band-Aid. And I think it is. Yeah. I think what maybe they could have done differently. I think they'll have a critique for the episode. They never showed the conversation you never heard the conversations that Phoebe was having to have a productive mature adult conversation about the breakup you only heard like the bad side of it I think Mm -hmm. that could be a really good you know takeaway and it's like you see the guy messing up and that's in the forefront but here's a woman handling it in a proper way but it's in the it's in the background you don't hear it yeah I didn't I don't like love that like I feel like that could have been a really great way of showing the compassion and empathy that Phoebe has and like that makes her character really strong and that makes women really strong and it could have been more yeah. in the forefront instead of being in the background so maybe I do have a critique of yeah the episode. but yeah I mean like we've kind of said or talked about that we haven't had that many relationships in our lives we've our now is pretty young but like the one time as an adult or maybe, I mean, maybe there's another. Well, one time I broke up with someone on text message, but that was fine. But the other one was like... Is that the Belgian yeah, guy? Okay, that doesn't count. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, whatever, it doesn't count. But the other one, <laughs> and like after college, like when I had been in Atlanta, and it was like, we never saw each other. We never spoke. So I was waiting to break up with him. I had to wait like two weeks to see him because I was trying not to do it via text message. I was trying to be better. We went to a birthday party or something. So finally saw him after two weeks. And then the next day we, he drove me to get my car that was at this person's house. And I was like already planning on breaking out with them. And I just, but very awkwardly when we got there, I just blurted out like, this isn't working anymore. And then she was like, <laughs> kind of mad, kind of like, okay. And I just got out of the car. And then I texted him like a week later, like, so like, are we good? Or like, 
respond <laughs> and we just like have never spoken since then are you still friends on facebook yeah. but like okay. neither of us post a lot on facebook right now it's not see anything yeah, yeah. no but I, I deleted all of his our pictures from, from instagram together i mean there were like three but yeah no i just <laughs> Clearly, this relationship meant a lot. It would have helped me if I had seen Phoebe and how she handled that conversation. No, but let's. I think this is a good foundation episode for the coming relationships. (laughs) Yeah, I think that it was a really interesting episode in that it really sets up Ross and Rachel really well. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think we should circle back to this point because I feel like in this episode, Ross was super supportive and helpful of Rachel. But at the very end, maybe there could be a good comparison to how the series ends with Ross and Rachel. Mm. More to learn. But if you've never seen yeah, the series, but I think some connections we can make later on. But it was fun to see the beginning of their relationship and the end of these other relationships. Or I guess at the yeah. end of Janice, we see her again. But we don't know, yeah, no, know that then. But I think that it was really. A nice episode of showing at that age that you that's what you're doing you're either into a relationship that's going to be your lobster your relationship forever or you're in this weird p- place where you're kind of trying to break up with somebody and figure move on yeah. and stuff and also still learning to do your yeah. laundry for the first time. i'm still learning to do things all the time for sure we don't have a house yet because we're we want to move out of state so there's no point in buying right. a house no, there's a lot to learn. I still don't really know how to pull weeds. Well, it's horrible. So. I physically injured <laughs> my fingers pulling weeds. So I clearly don't know the technique because I've injured myself. Now <laughs> I just tell Jose, you handle the outside and I will handle the inside of that because I don't want to mess with it. Yeah. Until something breaks, then he can handle the inside. Yeah, but I'll, like, I like call the people to fix stuff. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Let's give a note that you also get the intro to this is the first mention, I think, of Ugly Naked Guy. Is it? Maybe it's not. First, so far, I did write down Ugly Naked Guy Lace Kitchen Tile. I think they mentioned Ugly Naked Guy in the first episode. I think it's cool to see that you know, you already have Gunther in here, you already have Janice, you already have like staple characters that come up throughout the entire series already introduced. Yeah, that is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Well, I guess I learned from this episode that you really can, even something so small can make you feel so empowered and to focus Take on that. Way. Yeah. That's yeah, me. that's a good one. And then next week, we're going to do season one, episode 15, which is called The One with the Stone Guy. So we're going to skip ahead a little bit. But this is this a fun one. an all-time favorite, like top 10 Maybe. Yeah, I'm excited. That's a hard list. Top 10 first yeah. episodes. But this one. End. We'll have to pick our, like, top yeah. favorite. All time. We're already yeah. kind of doing that because we're picking and choosing from. Yeah, but uh, we're going to have more than two. Yeah. Yeah, so. this was a really good one, too. I really do like this episode. I do feel like sets a lot of foundations, like you said. The laundry yeah, one? Yeah, laundry. Yeah. It's a good episode. But, yeah, that's it for this episode of Sister Rewind. Episode two. Episode two. Thanks for listening. <laughs>